0: Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Dina Calmuty here and also I have Susan Davis with me as well with Marriage Supper of the Lamb Ministries. And as promised, today we are going to talk about how to be a friend of God. Hey Susan, are you there?
1: I'm I'm here.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me again on the show.
1: It's absolutely my privilege to be here and uh this is one of my favorite topics, so this should be really fun. Well,
0: so let's start with you. How can we be a friend with God? How can we be his friend? Kind of like how, I want to say it was, was it Moses or Abraham that God considered a friend of his?
1: Well, I'm trying to think. I think it was actually
0: Um, both of them, but I think he,
1: I think both of them actually, and there's a great scripture, and I'm sorry I can't give you the the actual scripture, but I know that it says that when Daniel turned his ear, or uh, God turned his ear to Daniel when He started to pursue him, uh, and that's to me a very exciting part of the the Bible. That as soon as Daniel turned to the Lord, God turned His ear to Daniel, and I think that's really significant in our relationship. That. The Bible really and clearly states that, um, you know, if we draw close to the Lord, then he will draw close to us. And it's a fact. That is an absolute fact. Uh, You can experiment with it, which is what I say I had done. But of (laughs) course, God was drawing me to himself. And um, but. You can try this out and test God in it. And I'm telling you, if you really put your whole heart into it, which is what the Bible says to do. The Bible says to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if you really do, then you're going to be amazed because God will start showing up. Right, Dina?
0: That's right. I know with me, I give him an inch and he takes a whole mile yeah he really and, does uh, you just give him a little he bit does. <laughs> there are times where um even if like say i've got a tremendously busy day which has been lately and um and sometimes you know i like to spend you know at least 30 minutes to an hour with him a day in fact i love to go for walks with him because I know that during that time, it's I'm not going to be distracted by anything. My phone is in my pocket, and uh-huh. um, it's just me and him walking. But there are the days where I don't have an hour to go for uh-huh. a walk. But I do know that when I I get down on my knees and I say, Hey, God, you know, I've got a busy day. You know what's going on. Um, right. You know, I just want to say hello. I love you. And, and sometimes, you know, I don't encourage that all the time. But he gets it like he knows that we have a life to live. But Exactly. And 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 you know, during that time, like that whole day, he'll be with me all day long and things will go great because he I gave him that time. I gave him I I didn't ignore him. In fact. Oh, exactly. Right. Exactly. Usually when I get up in the morning, I'm like, "Good morning, God." You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: That's right. Yeah, I love it and uh this is, you know, I have done uh, three retreats on the topic intimacy with God, and it's just really has to be one of my favorite teachings. And uh, I like to talk about it. Uh, there's a lot to say. <laughs> it's a big subject. And so the fact that we have these few minutes for this, it's, you know, it, it, just, it just barely scratches the surface. But what I have to say about it is... Uh, Something that I've learned over the years is that God is in the details of our lives. He's in the details. And so many uh, people who are either non-Christian or new Christians or even long-standing Christians believe that God is uh, a far-off God. He's out there, way out there, and he doesn't really care about the details of our life. And he only shows up when we really need him, that kind of stuff. And the truth is, God is really cares about all the minutiae details of our life.
0: That's very true.
1: And I have discovered this myself. And I, you know, when you start to find this out, it's, it's overwhelming that he cares so much about every little thing that we're involved in. And, well,
0: he says yeah. that he knows all the hairs on our head. I mean, if exactly. that's not detailed, I don't know what is.
1: Well, there you go. And that's a great point. He, he is a wonderful God. And uh, so when you start to realize that, uh, you know, the Bible talks about the secret place. And uh, that's where we meet with God. And, I, you know, some people have a secret place. They've got a little room that they consider to be their secret place. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I've got my own little secret place in my home that I spend, you know, some time with the Lord praying, but I have to tell you that the secret place is actually wherever you are at the time and you're talking to the Lord. Amen. So you could be in your secret place with the Lord in your car. Like when you're running around doing errands, uh, that's a great place that I meet God. You know, if I have a 30 minute, uh, commute somewhere, You know, I I make sure I shut that radio off and I just talk to the Lord. I just spend that time talking to him. And there's a whole lot of other times during Mm. the day that we can shut the world out and, you know, focus on the Lord and having a one-on-one communication.
0: And he loves that. He, I believe that he is waiting, like expectantly to hear our voices exactly. lifted up to him. And he's like, no, 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 wait, wait. That's Susan talking. Hold on, Angel. Hold on, Michael. Susan's talking to me right now. I could see you oh, doing I know. that.
1: Oh, I love it. I mean, I think that the enemy wants us to think different about God, that he could care less about us and things of that nature, or, or that we have sin in our life and we can't approach him until we get rid of our sin and this is what I tell people is that you can't get rid of that sin without that relationship with the Lord. So just lay it down and go to him. Don't worry about it. Uh, not that sin is good, but you can't conquer sin without a love relationship with Jesus Christ. It's impossible. Amen. We can't stop sinning until we have an intimate connection with Jesus and uh, we are able to know him intimately. And what happens is we fall in love with him to the point where we don't want to sin against him because we don't want to hurt the one we love so much.
0: Amen. Amen. Truth right there.
1: And you can't... You cannot grasp this if you're a lukewarm nominal Christian because you're not having an intimate relationship with Him, And so sinning against him is not a big deal because you don't know him. And uh, so this is a real important thing about the whole sinning thing. And this is why the lukewarm churches have so many people struggling in their sin because they dabble in their relationship with the Lord. They don't know him. And they have no motivation to uh, put, you know, for one thing, like the mouth. You know, we have a mouth. All of us do. And, you know, the Bible talks about the tongue. is like the fire from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, who can <clears throat> conquer it?
0: Life but is in the power of the tongue. Death and life is in the power of the go. tongue.
1: There you go. There you go and once you move into this really deep and close relationship with the lord and he begins to reveal himself to you as a caring father and loving father then when you go to reach for the mouth it's like you 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 pull back or else you feel tremendous remorse over what you've done conviction and yeah, you're convicted and it's a, it's a conviction through love. And of course, you know, we respect God as a God of judgment and, uh, you know, that he is a, a father who, uh, disciplines those he loves, yeah. but, but this is all something that you learn by having a relationship with him. Otherwise it's not going to be something that you're going to be able to conquer
0: Exactly. Exactly. And it, having a relationship with somebody, anybody takes time. It takes a uh, sacrifice as well, uh-huh. you know, effort. um, yeah. you know, I, I've been married for, you know, uh, it's going on seven years and we uh-huh. have to make time to spend together because it's, it's yes, it's work, but it's, we're not we don't do works to get to heaven or anything like that, but we have to make time no. to communicate with God because no relationship is going to be successful without communication. Exactly. And, and once you, um, you, you get in kind of a routine with God, not a routine per se. Oh, oh, no, I have to go spend time with him. I have to go talk to him. Now, who wants to spend time with somebody like that? You know, right. <laughs> you, know you don't want to make it a chore, you know? Um, and, God, God is amazing. If we allow Him in, we get to know even His personality. He has a sense of Uh humor. Exactly. Yes, he he does. He, I mean, if we think about it, he—he's the one that created laughter.
1: Exactly. And he even
0: says in His Word that He laughs.
1: Well, I always say to people, uh, we laugh because He laughed first. So
0: that's (laughs) right. That's right. And. And, and you know what? Time with him can be fun. I know that
1: oh, when yeah.
0: I spend time with him and I'm in prayer, you know, I'll be talking, 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 talking to him, and then all of a sudden, this thought will enter my head, and I know that it's from God because I just start busting out laughing because it's something that I know that He would say, <laughs> and it's in relation yeah. <laughs> to what we're yeah. talking about. So, you know, um, and and if you also when you start to read His Word, because that's another form of the way God talks to us is definitely through his word and you start to get to know the personality of Jesus and um, especially in the, in, in the Gospels the way you know he dealt with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and you know some of those stories are kind of funny and um, he's just amazing and, and I want people to know how amazing he is and how you can be his friend yes he, yes, he is our God yes he is our father and yes he is our judge But he's also um, our companion and our friend.
1: Well, I'd like to interject something on what you just said to support what you just said. And that is about the Bible and uh, the significance of staying in that book. And, well, we know that Jesus is the Word. He is the Word. Amen. And so that book, from the front to the back, is all about him. All the way. It's alive. It's alive. Yes, it is. And so we need to get into that book to really understand the Lord from the front to the back. I know a lot of people don't like to get into the Old Testament, but it's really a complete story from the Old Testament through the New Testament. But, you know, the one thing I'd like to impress on people about the Bible is I'm, I'd be the first to tell you that sometimes it's hard To sit down and read your Bible. And I try to make a point to do it every day because I'm doing ministry work. And that's what we've got to be doing. And it's called, you know, we are disciples. And the word discipline is uh, part of that. So as disciples, we need to be disciplined. And so we need to just because, well, first of all, the enemy is going to do everything in his power to keep you from reading that book. He absolutely uh, wants you to, uh, you know, disregard it, uh, ignore it, and you've got to get into it because not only will you begin to understand the character of God and who He is, God will reveal truths to you about yourself that the enemy is constantly lying to you because uh, it's the sword of truth and. Uh, Once you start to get onto this, when the enemy says, you don't do this, this, and this, you can say, nope, that's not true. The Lord says right here that I am the child of God, you know. And so we can take hold of the truth and fight the lies that are being told about us, you know, through our vain imaginations that we have to cast down or even, you know, the enemy will use other people, to um yes come he after will us.
0: yes he will he will use <laughs> other people to <laughs> as you can tell i have personal experience with this Yeah. But he will use other people to say you know um for instance oh, you're not really a Christian. Do you remember what you did in 1989? And, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Do you remember, how could exactly. you change so fast? What kind of a, you know, you're always going to be the same. And you could say, no, I am born mm-hmm. again. I am a new creation in Christ right. Jesus. That's so right. there.
1: <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so what a relief. What a relief uh, that we serve a father. Yes, he's a disciplinarian. Uh, The Bible says that, you know, he loves the son that he disciplines. So we all need discipline, just like a child that's going to run in front of a truck. The mother doesn't whisper. She screams, to get out of the way of the truck. So we all need discipline, every one of us. But I want to separate the difference between God as a disciplinarian and the enemy who poses as God as the tormentor. And so the enemy is always about torment and God is always about correction and love. So if you are experiencing something that somebody says this is coming from God, a word or whatever, and it's about, it's tormenting you, this is not coming from God. He is not a tormentor. It would be coming from the enemy. So I just wanted to put that in there.
0: Amen. Amen. Somebody may have uh, needed to hear that today. Amen.
1: Yes, somebody did.
0: So, um, but yeah, he, he's disciplined me because I know when I, <laughs> me too. when I was a baby Christian, just getting to know God, you know, I really didn't know him getting to know him. And I would throw my temper tantrums and something I really wanted was taken away. I and mean, I know that it was God because it was, it had to do with the ministry. So, Not you
1: know, yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding.
0: laughs> And so I I knew later on he gave it back, but I had to learn my lesson and because it was something, you know, I really wanted to do. And he's like, no, you know, you need to grow up first, mature in him. And it was actually a good thing that he took that thing away from me at that particular time in my life because I wasn't mature. I wasn't mature enough to, you know, I wanted it, but I know that it was, he was also disciplining me too, because it happened within like a day later day and a half later so
1: <laughs> i knew it was oh, he always knows best
0: uh yes he does his
1: timing is completely perfect and accurate and for all those who are watching for the return of the lord he'll be here on time i can tell you that for sure <laughs> yes
0: he will he will and he is coming soon we have never Amen. been so we've never had so many prophecies i mean prophecies coming to pass every single day but we have never been to the point where we are now with certain events that are taking place, which I do talk about. I can't say it here, but I do talk about that on other social media platforms that have never taken place before um, in in history. I believe that he's at the doors. I believe that, I mean, no one knows a day or hour, but um, he, Jesus even said that himself, that he is at the doors. And that was 2000 years ago when he said that in his word and um began, and we're seeing stuff now that we have never seen and i don't th- and it's not going to change it's going to get it's going to these labor pains are going to increase exactly
1: and there will be a baby
0: <laughs> yes eventually yeah. there will be a baby but yeah he's going to break through that sky and he's going to um, he's going to take us home and i believe it's going to be soon
1: right and um i you know Watching is all part of the whole process. We need to be watchers. Why? Well, first of all, it's scriptural. There's a lot of scriptures in there about watching. Uh, people don't realize this, but there is. But you can't be intimate with God and not watch God. I don't know how that could be. And so when people, you know, bristle at the idea of watching, then they must be bristling at the idea of being close to the Lord because you, you can't possibly be close to him and not, and not watch him. It's just that to me doesn't even make sense, but that's why it's so clear that the people who are watching in the Bible are the ones who will be ready. They're the ones with the full oil lamps. Uh, we talk about the 10 virgins in uh, I think it's Matthew 25, mm-hmm. and uh, there were five who had the full oil, and there were five who did not. The have, foolish um, version, all the oil.
0: Yeah, the foolish it's, ones.
1: Right, and the ones with their oil filled—that's the Holy Spirit. The oil uh, is representing the Holy Spirit, and they have a fullness of the Holy Spirit. So this might be a really good time to talk about that. And how do we become full with the Holy Spirit? Well, it is back to what we said previously. It's about relationship. Um, It's not just saying your I do's in a marriage and then just go off and ignore your partner. Uh, That marriage won't be successful. But in, like you said before, when you say Your I do's in a marriage and you have a relationship, ongoing, off and on, everyday relationship with that individual, then you get to know them. And uh, in the Bible, this particular story about the ten virgins relates to the other part of the Bible. I think it's Matthew 7, but don't correct me, where the people come to them to Jesus when they face him and they say didn't we cast out demons in thy name didn't we?" oh
0: yes lord lord work wonders
1: yeah. yes work wonders in thy name and didn't we prophesy in thy name now watch this those people right there are not secular they are uh followers because You can't work wonders, you can't prophesy, and you can't cast out demons without a measure of the Holy Spirit. Especially prophesying, that would be impossible. Mm -hmm. So, what happens next is frightening, because Jesus turns to them, and he says, Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, I never knew you. Okay? Those are the
0: scariest words you could ever hear.
1: Exactly, exactly. They were so scary to me that I confronted God directly about the scripture. I said, "Who in the world's going to make it?" I was very concerned about it because of what was being said. So what happened was the Holy Spirit took me into uh, the Bible and showed me the meaning of the word "new," where Jesus says, "I never knew you," and we have to understand that the Bible has been translated over the years, and some of the meaning, original meaning, has been translated out. So the Lord took me to Genesis, where it says Adam knew Eve. Then he takes me over to the New Testament, where Mary is met by an angel who says you will be, you know, uh, the mother to the Son of God. And she says, how could that be, sir? I have never known a man. And then we also know G- Judah. It said had a had this relationship with his daughter-in-law, and it says he never knows her again. So, what specifically is the scripture saying when Jesus says he never knew you? He's saying to the individual, "We were never intimate. Ah. We did not share intimacy together. We weren't intimate, close friends." Like, you know, he would uh, regard Moses and Daniel and the likes in the Bible. And so that's how important this close relationship is with the Lord. Uh, We've got a group of people, the virgins with the partially filled oil lamps, who are dabbling in their relationship with the Lord. And then we have this other group called the Bride of Christ or the true Church of Christ, who is in an intimate, close walk with the Lord. And so when he sees them, he's going to welcome them, because they're intimate, close friends. Mm-hmm. That's just how significantly important it is that we get involved in a relationship with the Lord. Amen. Yeah, and, and you know, once you get on that side of the desk, You see what I'm saying? Uh, There's two sides of the desk, and you know, you can just be a casual Christian, which is somebody who just takes God out of the box on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, or you can sit on the other side of the desk, and you can be the kind of Christian who brings God in fully into your life. And so that he's not just a Sunday morning Wednesday night God, He is your 24/7 God. Yes and he's part of your whole life. And believe me, you want that because people, I can tell you, I can assure you that the Christians I know who have that kind of relationship with the Lord would and, and a really deep, meaningful relationship like yourself, Dina, will never go back. Yeah, I've I... tasted that no no going back
0: (laughs) i cannot imagine my life without jesus i couldn't imagine not having him as a part of my life i it would there would be no point in living no without him
1: yeah Yeah, he's he's an awesome uh personable caring loving god there's no question and And
0: he's he's fun he's (laughs) fun
1: he's funny and fun and uh what a sense of humor it's uh, he. It's really
0: awesome. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just thinking of stories right now that he's done <laughs> in my no. life. For instance, I'm going to tell one of the stories, sis, of the um, flowers. Two stories about the oh, yeah? flowers. So not so much a funny story, but definitely um, a story that he's paying attention to us. So again, mm-hmm. one of these days I went on my walk with God because he. I love to go for walks with him. And during my conversation with him, I asked him what was his favorite flower. And I didn't, you know, expect him to say right then and there, you know, what is, you know. uh, But he could have. (laughs) He totally could have. He totally could have. So I get home, you know, and remember, this is a walk, just me and him. All right. I get home. I'm doing my thing that same night my husband comes home with a bouquet of flowers my favorite flowers which is yellow roses and lilies and that to me was god saying yes i heard your prayer about flowers now my husband does not come home with flowers every day not even once a week you know and so this was a surprise another time i was spending time with the lord i decided that i was going to spend the day with him i think it was on a saturday or it could have been a Sunday. And I went in and I prayed to him three times. And the last time that I went in to pray with him, I could smell lilies. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, and I looked everywhere. I looked out my window. I looked to see (laughs) if I had a candle, that there was, you know, the scent of lilies. And, um, you know, I I looked everywhere and no, there was no lilies in the house. But that night, again, my husband comes home (laughs) With my favorite flowers and one of wow. them, one of which was lilies. That's so, amazing. Yeah. And so when I, when he came through the door, you know, immediately that scent came back up, you know, it was hours later and there were the flowers.
1: That's, so, that's really great. Yeah. I, so it was just I, evidence that's of, awesome.
0: yeah, of God, of the Holy Spirit. He was with me. He, and, um, so yeah. So whenever I get flowers from my husband, you know, I thank him, but I also thank God because in a way he's the one that sent them as well.
1: I can support your story because we were doing uh, retreats on Song of Solomon, and uh, I was teaching the section, well, I was getting ready to talk about the section of, you know, Jesus' similarity to the lilies in the Song of Solomon. And right before I get to that section, we literally had three women in the group that were smelling lilies. And we didn't have anyway. anything like that in the room. And just, you know, they didn't know that I was going to be teaching that section. But just prior to it, they started to smell it. And uh, that's they amazing. even talked to each other about it. And I found out about that much later. But I was like, wow, that's just so God, you know, He's.
0: He will make Himself known when um, the time is right. And that's another thing about God. He loves surprises. He loves yes, to surprise yes, us, right?
1: Well, I'd like to share just, if I can, just a five-minute story. I haven't ever done this one uh, for a radio interview, but it's one of my favorites. And, Absolutely.
0: And, Absolutely. Oh,
1: well, people who know me, most everybody knows the story, so I'll just share it anyway. its It's one of those, wow, stories. And my son and I, one afternoon, we had a late lunch. We went to... Denny's for lunch yes we went there and we had a a nice waitress come to us and she spoke to us about her difficulties somehow we got into this conversation she had uh she had four kids and they had escaped an abusive she got away from an abusive husband marriage she was on the run. She said she took everything she could with her children in a van, and she left the state she was from, and she had family in town, and they had helped her. She was in uh, in an apartment kind of situation, but she you know, was talking to me about this, and I said, "Well, is there anything you need? You know, I don't know. I just asked her, and she said, "Well, she said, we have one bed between us and we're all sharing all five of us are sharing a single bed that's just messed up you know so i said well you know i'll see what i can do and so i was in the car like right after that and i start praying to the lord because i'm like okay where can i get four beds from right i'm like oh, where where do you get four beds Well, I had to drive downtown because I was doing work with the Indianapolis Juvenile Center uh, with ministry work down there. And I had a meeting. So I went all the way downtown. And then I had, this is the same day I spoke to the waitress. And that night I left the meeting and I decided to go a different route because I had a friend whose son had gone to a camp with my son. And I had lost her phone number. So I needed to talk to her about camp again. So I decided to just swing over to her house on the way home again, same day I spoke to the waitress. Mm-hmm. So I come to my friend's house to talk about camp and she comes to the door and she goes, Oh, hi, Susan. She says, you know, how you doing? And we're talking. And then she just looked at me and she said the craziest thing. She said, Hey, do you need any beds?
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And I was like, come again? And she said, yeah. She goes, I have four beds that I need to get rid of. I'm (laughs) like, what did you just say? And she said, yeah, I've got a a bunk bed set uh, with two twins, and I've got another bunk bed set with a twin and a full size on the bottom. I'm like, oh, we need to talk. Look
0: at God. Look at him. That's awesome.
1: So her mother was home at that time. So I went into their house and I told them what was going on with the lady at the restaurant and the waitress and the three of us just cried. We just sat there and wept over the whole thing. And I said, you know, I told her I would pay her for the beds, but she said no. This was from God, and this was, she would not charge me a penny for those beds. And uh, she got a truck from a neighbor one day. I, of course, drove right back to the restaurant, told the woman, I've got your beds.
0: That is so (laughs) awesome.
1: This is from God, totally. A couple days later, she borrowed a truck, a pickup truck from a neighbor, we loaded these beds, when I say we, it was her, me, and our two sons, our little four, little 14-year-old sons, and we put these things in her truck, and we drove downtown. It wasn't the best neighborhood where this woman was, but we brought all these beds in. And we set them all up, we put them together, and and there you have it. She had her beds. Okay, well, it doesn't end there. Uh, What happened next is I started to tell people about this testimony. It was so amazing. And people were so amazed by what God had done with the beds for this woman that they were like, well, if God can do that, we can also help. And we took all kinds of food to this family. We took furniture. We set her up. We got her all set up so that she could live with her children there. That is amazing. Oh, it, it is. I mean, God is an awesome God. And anybody who doesn't know him in a close, intimate way is really missing it.
0: Yes, they are. They are. He is, um, he's he's amazing. I mean, he's spectacular. He's everything that's good. I mean, and I try to go, you know, and 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 I'll say to him, "God, you're amazing. God, you're fantastic. God, you're magnificent." And you know what? You can think of every single good word in the world and it still doesn't describe how amazing he is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I just told my friends recently that God is supernatural and it's natural for him to be super, you know.
0: Amen. <laughs> Amen. I love that. I love that. I could go on and on and talk about how great he is. And there are even more stories. Um and I think you posted a recent one that I shared with you, sis, about the uh receipt. Yeah. I and-
1: love that. And that was uh that was so beautiful and uh yeah,
0: I'm we'll, just gonna we'll share post that. I'm just gonna share it really quick. So oh, be, please. before I started working full time in the ministry, I used to uh, work in corporate, some of you know that some of you don't. And, um, and so at that point, I was like, you know what, no, I was doing was, I was working in the ministry, but it wasn't full time. And I wanted to devote more time to the ministry. So I decided to quit my corporate job and go and start working as a waitress. And you know, I had the hours, I worked maybe, you know, six to eight hours, sometimes 10 hours, you know, depending on the day. And uh, God gave me the money that I needed, but I also was able to spend quality time with him and do the ministry on the side as well. So one week, I don't know why, but I was just like walking around the house and I was like, God, you are amazing. Do you know that God? And I would do this throughout the week and tell him just how amazing he is. And one day, you know, I go to work, this couple comes in, they sit down and they're a quiet couple. They really didn't talk much. And, uh, but at the end, you know, uh, they leave, I go and I pick up the check and is what i notice on the check it says god loves you and he thinks you are amazing and that just made wow. my day and he of course you know left a huge tip you know but it, i didn't even wow. notice the tip because it was <laughs> the words it was like he was answering my prayer you know um another time i was Uh, glorifying him I was praising him and there was a song that I was singing to him and it was um, you you are my god and I can't remember that was part of the lyrics so right after I get done singing this I open my bible and what do I open it to I believe it's psalm 51 and it said I am your god so the lyrics was you you are my god and the verse was I am your god Like, what are the chances of, uh, you know, how many books in the Bible I happen to open it up to that book, to that verse? So he's just amazing. He's just, he is amazing.
1: Yes, he is. And uh, those are awesome confirmations of uh, experiences that anybody can have that goes after God. And uh, once you do it and you have these encounters, you'll never turn back. Uh, At least you shouldn't anyway.
0: You know, when I pray for people and I I ask God to just give them a drop, and these are for people that don't know him, people that are hurting, people that need healing and deliverance. If they uh-huh. were to have just a drop of his love, their whole uh-huh. world would change. Oh, you know, Their whole life would change.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And he
0: is... He wants a relationship with us. He wants that intimacy. He wants yes. to be, you know, our everything in our lives. and right. And what's amazing right. is that he's available for that. He's he makes right. himself available. So I want to okay. encourage anybody out there who is seeking, Seeking, period. Sometimes we're looking for things we don't know what we're looking for. Well, there is a part in your heart that is empty on purpose because God is the only one that can fill it.
1: Yeah, and here's the exciting thing. Uh, We can have the same encounters and relationship with the God, uh, with Jesus who uh, encountered the woman at the well and her life was changed uh, when she had an encounter with him. And uh, others in the Bible who, uh, you know, when Peter encounters Jesus on the boat and he tells them to put the net over and they've been fishing all night and boy, they got a load of fish. And I mean, yeah, that had to have been exciting for Peter. But at that moment, he knew he knew that Jesus was God. And that was Uh, An awesome moment, and we can have an encounter with that same God that encountered Peter and the woman at the well and and Mary Magdalene and all these people that we read about. And that's an exciting thing to me.
0: He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. If He did it then, He wants to do it now.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. So, um, Susan, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show again. And we are going to do this again, you guys. We're going to make this sort of a series. You know, we're shooting for um, once a week, Lord willing. And we're going to talk about lots of different subjects, as I mentioned in the past. And I also want to make sure to give you guys a reference of Where to go visit Susan, Um, she has a website, and I'll put that on the screen and also below this video. She has, how many Facebook pages do you have, like 50 or something? Um, More than that. Crazy number.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've lost track. It's a lot. But uh, we have uh, multiple books, and they're in multiple languages, and we have pages dedicated to those languages. We also have other projects going on. With pages so uh, yeah feel free to share our pages and a lot of things going on there
0: I'll leave some links below this video so you guys can go and visit and um, thank you everybody for watching and um, we're so excited to have Susan here with us and so God bless everyone Susan thanks again for joining us on the show
1: amen thank you so much and uh, God willing we'll see people again next week
0: Amen.